Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Today on Exploring Missions, we're going to look at the possibility of what God can do in a progression. Uh, Our guest today has been on Exploring Missions two times and her heart's desire then was expressed about going to a certain country. Well, everybody knows them. Things has changed in the last year and a half, two years. But guess what? God has identified a place that she can work with those same people, but in a different location. It is an amazing how things work out. And the best pl- laid plan, sometimes God says, I've got a different plan. I've got something better. But the whole idea is being ready to move and follow God. Well, our guest today is Brittany Burkeen. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you. And we thank you for coming back. And again, this is your third trip to Exploring Missions. Yep. Well, we're we're thankful that God's working in your life and working in your family. Your whole family's mission-minded. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And uh, you've been at this how long? I hadn't asked you this okay. before, so this is going to go back a little bit. Okay. How long have you known you were just, were you, how old were you when you were saved? Uh, well, I became a believer in college when I was 17. But if, I don't know if you're going to ask about missions. If so, I believe, like, um, yeah, I began having a heart. Ju- don't jump okay. ahead of me. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you were saved at 17 yes, in college. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long after that was you sensing the call in missions? Um, I would say just a few months after that. Um I, I, even though I didn't become a believer until college, I um, grew up in the church and um, was very active in my church and in my youth group and in missions. And so even from a young age, I would say like five or six, I always wanted to be a missionary. And um, from a vacation Bible school, watching the VBS um, mission videos yeah. is when really I began to have a kind of like a childlike wonder for it. And then um, then I got experience doing um, mission things in um, youth group at Tate Baptist Church. And then, but once... That's in Corinth, Mississippi. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but once I became a believer and actually became a follower of Christ and actually knew him, I feel like uh, that's when um, it all really began. And so I kind of like had a why and a burden behind it. I yeah. wanted people to know him the way I did and to experience that. And missions completely changed, obviously, because I actually had a personal, you know, a personal experience with Jesus. Yeah. Being a missionary is like being a pastor. It helps to be saved. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it is amazing that God would put that in your heart beforehand. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look back at people like John the Baptist and I'd say Jeremiah, mm-hmm. uh, that it's really not unusual yeah. as much as we think because mm-hmm. even as young, they mm-hmm. their calling was real. You have mm-hmm. to come to Christ and then fulfill that calling right. that God had on your life early. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about it, and we I introduced it that way. Where, where were you planning on going around year a year and a half ago? 
Japan. Japan. Mm-hmm. And things have changed and mm-hmm. everything has changed. It's changed a lot in, in what I have done and been able to do. Mm-hmm. So they, something else has opened up. And now, uh, you know, I mentioned you're going to be able to work with some of those same people that mm-hmm. you would have or, or the language people and the customs. But where in the world are you going now? Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, Canada. Okay, all the way across. Now, we're in Tupelo, Mississippi, so you're going to make a trek all the yes. way across. And you're mm-hmm. not flying because no, you've got sir. to take your car with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Man, you're going to see some, some desert and some plains and some mountains. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see it all. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. And you're not going by yourself. You got a, a, a team, right? Yes, sir. Um, her name is Sarah Reed, and um, we went to we met in college. We went to college together. We now where did y'all go to college? Blue Mountain College. Well, I tried to work that in. <laughs> I kind of worked that in. Just about interview I can that I know yes. about. Great place that prepares and mm-hmm. sends people. It, does. it really does. Mm-hmm. So you got to know her in college. Yeah. So actually, um, we ended up going to China together um, when we were there. And then we ended up living together, sweet mates, and have just remained close ever since. And we've just, we both have a heart for missions and a heart for making his name known. And in this past year, we realized that our journeys were similar and that he was drawing us together for this next season. And so we're going to be leaving together and driving across the states, and then we'll, we already have a house there. We'll be living together and serving there as teammates. Amen. And what is who, who are you going to be working with? I'll be working with the International Mission Board, um, okay. and I'll be working with some missionaries who have been um, with IMB for over 30 years in the East Asia region and who are now in Vancouver, Canada. Um, and our team focuses on um, reaching the East Asian people. So kind of our team motto, um, our focus, we want to help East Asians take the next step with Jesus. Amen. I want to make sure the International Mission Board Mm -hmm. is the mission agency of the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, so you have been appointed, but you have to raise your funds. Mm -hmm. And you're in the process. You've got most of them. But let me just say this. Those of you listening want to be a part of this great mission effort, uh, you can help Brittany. It's still available and possible. And uh, so... Uh, again, uh, is there a website? Yeah, here it is. You can you. It's a direct deposit, and you can. Uh, the information is Raymer, Tennessee. Now here it is, sixteen fifty. Is it Capoth? Capoth. Capoth Road. C A P O O T H Road. Raymer, Tennessee. Now Raymer is R A M E R, Tennessee. That's sixteen fifty Capoth Road, Raymer, Tennessee. And the zip is 38367. I'll remember that, and we'll get back to it before we do, because this is exciting. You're looking for prayer partners. Mm -hmm. Somebody would pray for you, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. You're looking for church partners. There may be a Sunday school class. There may be somebody that you're connected with, and you'd say, man, I would love to help someone uh, that's been called since they were five years old, (laughs) you know? And uh, then you're looking for not just that, but individuals that are financial partners that would continue and, and make this possible. So we're looking forward to that, and we are glad to be a part of that and make that known as a need. And uh, so you'll be working with the East Asian, which is mostly Japanese, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And uh, I, I ask you this. Okay. Uh, we want you to say something. You've been taking language, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And you said when you were in Japan, it was a lot easier for you to, you know, pick up and remember it. You mean in uh, 
Raymer, Tennessee, and Tupelo, Mississippi, you don't use that language very much? <laughs> no. No? Well, ha, would you give us an example okay. of uh, a language in, in Japanese? Okay. And I said, hello, my name is Brittany Burkeen. Nice to meet you. Okay. Well, it's nice to meet you too, Brittany. <laughs> and I'll say it in Northeast Mississippi, redneck languages I call myself. But anyway... We're excited about you going Vancouver. Tell us a little bit about Vancouver. Okay, well, it's on, like, if you're thinking of the entire country of Canada, it's on the opposite west coast. So where I'm at in Mississippi, go straight up to Canada and then go completely opposite to the other side of the country. Um, we're Vancouver is situated between the Pacific Ocean and um, a mountain range. And so it's a beautiful country. It is a beautiful um, city, and it's actually been ranked the third most um, livable city in the world. Um, it's also the third most expensive city in the world, probably because of that. Um, but it has a rich East Asian culture, um, and more like almost half of the population um, are East Asian people group. And there are, I think, six to, 6.2 million people in the entire Vancouver area. Um, and so where I'll be living at, I'm living in a sub-city of Vancouver called Richmond. And um, and then I'm living in a neighborhood of Richmond called Steveston, which is has a rich Japanese heritage, which is really sweet because um, I do have a heart for the Japanese people. And so I'm literally, like, I didn't pick where I was going to live. Like, the Lord really brought that brought that to us. He did that. And so um, I didn't know until after I signed the lease that I was living in a place that had a rich Japanese heritage. So that's been kind of sweet. So, yeah. Okay. You're going to be working with the IMB, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be a part of a local church as Mm -hmm. well. Tell us a little bit about what you hope and think it'll be in that local church. Is it going to have an East Asian flavor to it? Yes. So our team leaders have a requirement for us, which is a fun requirement. We are required to be a part of an indigenous indigenous church plant and so I plan to get a part of a Japanese church plant when I'm there Um, and they already have some connections my team leaders do and when I arrive in Vancouver in a couple weeks I will begin um, just getting to know all the different areas that I could get involved in and I hope to get involved with a Japanese church plant. You've mentioned your team leaders before Mm -hmm. how long have they served? Um, I know it's over thirty years. Okay, so you got you you're mm-hmm. be under some people that yes. have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. That's helpful to bring the the freshness of that mm-hmm. which is new and connect it with that which is experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are that's a good combination. Yes. The Apostle Paul kind of used that on his missionary journeys, if you remember, and uh, so that that's a good policy. Well, I also want to do something else, and, and that's the scripture uh, on exploring missions, uh, since it's a you know, a spinoff, uh, using that term of exploring the Word that I do each weekday, uh, we want to bring some Scripture. And you have claimed the Scripture. Mm-hmm. Would you share that with us? Yes, sir. It's Isaiah 52, 6 and 7. Um, and it says, Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore in that day they shall know that it is I who speak. Here I am. Verse 7, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Your God reigns. Sounds like a name for a good song. Mm -hmm. Our God reigns. Amen. (laughs) Well, why why this verse? 
Um, or these two verses, okay. I should well, say. Well, I so a lot of I would say a lot of missionaries, you know, will claim that verse seven about how beautiful on the feet are those who go and tell about Him. Um, but I love verse six because verse six, God is promising to make His name known among the nations, and um, so I just I hold on to that promise that God is making His name known to all people, including the Japanese people, and. Um, so I'm holding on to that promise, but then I love that he, right after verse six, he goes into verse seven and he explains how he's going to make his name known and through his people. And so to me, it's a promise that God has, he is wanting to make his name known to the Japanese people. And then he's promising he's using me. And so there's, um, it's just a sweet connection. I love that he's making his name known and that he's going to use me to do that. Amen. We're going to be praying. And that is fantastic verses of scripture for anyone proclaiming Christ. and But this calling that you got, and then you got saved, and God confirmed that calling on you. And uh, you've been back to Japan five times. Five times. Mm-hmm. So you have a rich knowledge of, of much of their culture. Mm-hmm. So there will not be as much training curve as there would be with a lot. But yet, these have been uh, North Americanized, probably mm-hmm. many of them. Do you know if they're still coming, or is these people that have been there for a while, or, or you'll are, are a good mixture of that probably? I would say a good mixture. I know that there's going to be um, people there who just kind of like generations and descendants of um, Japanese immigrants, um, but also um, a lot of my ministry will be working with university students, and so a lot of them will be Japanese um, students who tra- you know have came all the way from Japan for school. And so there will be a mixture of those who have, you know, their, you know, great-grandparents immigrated to um, Vancouver. Um, but then there's also those who are just freshly coming. So, When you say work with college students, this, uh, I, I think it, it, it won't be a difficult question. How do you start with that? Hanging out with them, starting a mm-hmm. Bible study, uh, going, how do you start, you know, if you want to have in routes into this mm-hmm. college community, where do you start? Um, well, so I will say that because of COVID, things are a little bit different. But one of the ways I would say pre-COVID that we were able to um, get involved is just going to college campuses um, and hanging out with students. We would a lot of times we would go into the food courts and we would just hang out in the food courts and somehow um, start conversations with other students and just really through um, starting that relationship with them is how it all really began. And so we would just find find out where the college students are and go there and hang out with them. Well, social media may become a vital part as well. Mm-hmm. That's changed everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, social media just, uh, it, it's even changed local churches now, live streaming and, and folks, you know, post, well, I don't know if it's post-pandemic or not. You know, they're, they've chosen to stay home. And mm-hmm. so it, it's changed everything. But God will open those doors. So we want to talk about these prayer requests. Okay. You know, God's met your needs, and and he's helped a lot in so many ways. But you are looking for other churches to partner with you. You'll mm-hmm. communicate with them if they'll do that, mm-hmm. won't you? Yes. And it could be a part of a church, like a Sunday school Mm -hmm. class or someone like that. Discernment for choosing an apartment. Uh, You've done that. God's already taken care of that. So that's a praise. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at prayers and praise. And uh, 
And so you'll be making this trek across America. Mm-hmm. So you've already going to be able to, we're not naming names, but you've got connections all the way across, right? I do, I do. Because I feel like the Lord has um, just kind of built me for this season and just given me a rich heritage already. And so um, Sarah and I both have several connections already across the states connected with our missions background. And so we're going to be able to um, be hosted on um, most of it every single night on our journey across. Wow. Kansas, Wyoming, Montana. I mean, you know, that's a long trek. So you're going to see some beautiful country of God's creation. And uh, 25 financial partners. You're praying for that. Mm -hmm. And we're asking God to do that. And then balancing the time that you spend with the Lord and serving Him. Listen, that that prayer request will never change. Lord, give me balance in everything I do. I'm just sharing that with you. I've been doing... A lot of things, and that is still trying. Okay, I want to keep the main thing the main thing, Mm -hmm. and Lord, help me have that balance. Now, you have a prayer guide, and and it really blessed me, and uh, I I wanted to go over it. It gives you each day of the week to pray for, Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to ask you about this because this is what we're doing. On Sunday, you have underneath in your prayer guide spiritual warfare. Okay, is it about... The enemy coming and trying to discourage mm-hmm. you? What, what's this about? Yeah, so um, I just have found that every time that God tells me to do something, whether it's simple or big, um, the enemy will try to find a way to to mess that up and will come against it anyway. And so um, Sarah and I have just been um, praying against spiritual warfare, but also um, not just against that, but when it does come to have the strength to stay firm in Christ um, and to stay, you know, to stand firm against that spiritual warfare. Um, and, you know, some things it might just be life and then some things really are Satan. And so um, having the discernment between that and um, having the strength to withstand it and then just, you know, pressing through and um, reaching the people God's called us to do and doing what he's called us to do regardless. And so um, that's definitely something huge um, on the mission field, um, the enemy coming against that. And so we're really just praying against him. Yeah, when I think of spiritual warfare, one of the weapons of, of Satan's arsenal is is discouragement. And if if I ever get to that point, and I feel, well, are we really making a difference? I can't help but think about a man called Noah that preached 120 years. And while he, he was bivocational, by the way, because he was building a big boat at that time. And uh, how many people responded? No one but his family. But he was faithful in God. So don't let Satan do give you discouragement because you never know. There's always going to be seasons of that which is plentiful and that which is difficult. Paul said that, I know how to have plenty, but I know also how to do without. But in all these things, he's faithful. That's the Isn't that the great yeah. thing about God? He Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful still. Okay, on Monday it says, open doors for the gospel. Okay, so just um, that as we are um, going out and building these relationships, that God would open the doors for us to present the gospel um, and also just have a good gospel conversation. Already, um, like like I said earlier, like we have a home now, and um, I have a picture of my kitchen, and I have just have it in my <laughs> prayer journal, and I'm already praying for all the conversations that's going to take place in that kitchen. And so um, you might, if you have, a, like, if you love your kitchen too, then you can add that to your prayer just that, like, as that we're ministering um, in our home and in our kitchen, that God would open doors for us to have gospel conversation and, and talk about Him. Yeah, I've seen in a lot of kitchens, 
Uh, I've seen a little friend. This is where friends gather. Uh, it seems like a kitchen. You have a living room, a den, but it seems like the kitchen is a place where people go to at certain times anyway, for sure. So we'll pray for those open doors, especially in, in the uh, East Asian community. Okay? On Tuesday, physical, mental, emotional health. Uh, you're going to be, I mean, there's going to be a lot of changes over mm-hmm. there. Good thing of young people, mm-hmm. that that usually is helpful in these areas. But uh, emotional, mental, and physical health, praying for those things that you'll stay strong in the Lord. And then Wednesday, financial provision. We've already talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that, looking for the partners. And pray they continue, you know, yes. that they do. And this is a two-year commitment that you're making right mm-hmm. now. Yes, sir. Which could be extended or whatever, but the commitment is for those two years. And God's, I, we're just praying that God would meet those financial needs and then courage and obedience. you, you got to back you, as I would say it, back your ears and just go through the door sometimes mm-hmm. on courage, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And uh, so it's already courageous. I've you five trips to Japan, and now, okay, I'm going to Vancouver. You hadn't been to Vancouver. No, sir, I've never been there. Well, I've been all you, over Canada, but not, not yeah, to that part. I bet you got on the web and checked it out and looked mm-hmm. at much about it. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. I, I, I've noticed this, a lot of uh, television movies, uh, they will say they were filmed in Vancouver because mm-hmm. uh, they want to go to a beautiful city. That's it. So God's got this beautiful, the third most livable mm-hmm. uh, city in the world. Is that what yes, I heard? Okay. But financially, you know, takes a lot. But what an opportunity. So we're praying for obedience. And then Friday, discipline and joy. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I found that funny that you'd put those two together. Mm-hmm. How does discipline and joy uh, they're not opposed to one another. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just um, so just um, I think with like we'll say an example with just um, having time with the Lord. Um, sometimes you have to discipline yourself to do that, but not that it would be such a um, a begrudging effort to do it, but that we would meet with Him with joy. And then as we're you know disciplining ourselves to um, have all this time in ministry, that we would go about like we would discipline ourselves to do it, but we would also do it with joy and. Um, just experience the joys of obedience. Yeah. Well, I say that a little bit facetiously. You know, the Bible says mm-hmm. the joy of suffering for Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, not we're praying that the suffering of physical will not be anything, but there's going to be stress. You know, yes. there's going to be things that happen back at home, and you're going to be out there that many miles away, mm-hmm. and it puts a little emotional stress. Oh, I wish I could be there for my dad or my mom or, you know, Whichever the case, it, it, it does do that, but God can fill that with joy. He can. And, uh, so, and then on Saturday, team unity and communication. Let me add some communication. Okay. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, I, I say that. You know, that's the biggest deal I know of anything about. In a, in a marriage, communication between a husband and wife, a communication in teammates, you mm-hmm. know, with talking with one another, from those that are responsible to those that have to respond to mm-hmm. them. And uh, th- there's that idea of what I said and what I thought I said and what I really said and what mm-hmm. they th- heard and what they thought they heard. And it can be a mismatch. So that communication, but really communicating the gospel, that's mm-hmm. really important, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, in what you've learned about trying to reach the East Asian culture, is it a little bit different than it is down here in the Bible Belt, what used to be the Bible Belt anyway? Uh, if they said you need to be born again, would they understand those terms? Yeah, they wouldn't. And so, 
You really have to start with the basics. You um, really do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are the basics? Are telling, do you even have to go back to creation? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, I, I've, that's where Paul would do it. If, mm-hmm. if we, when we would listen to him, and he'd start with the Jews, he, they already was ready for the gospel. But when he got into the Gentile world, a lot of times he'd even go all the way back to the Creator God. Mm-hmm. So, is is are the, have, you think that is what might happen with some, and but some may have some idea of of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Or is it just total ignorance? Or um, do you know? Well, nor, I would say, um, like, I don't have experience yet with the Japanese people in Vancouver, but working with Japanese people here in Tupelo and in um, China and Japan, um, I definitely always go back to creation. Like, that's how, there's that's usually how it is. If I mention, which I, I'm like, usually the Bible will definitely come up in conversation, but when I mention that, they don't really know what that is, or they think it's just a really good book, like it's a popular book, but they don't necessarily know what it's about. So telling them the story of Jesus from creation until until he comes, um, that's really how I how I always do it. Well, remember Jesus on the road to Emmaus, he took those of sight and started and shared with them mm-hmm. Jesus all the way through it. So he's all the way through it. We're talking to Brittany Burkeen. She is headed to Vancouver, uh, uh, British Columbia, Canada, all over, all the way on the Pacific side of here you are, a Gulf Coast state, close in Mississippi, mm-hmm. Tennessee's close. We, we count Raymer, Tennessee as part of Northeast Mississippi. Me too. <laughs> okay. And uh, so you're going that way and you're headed that way, and God's going to direct you. When you get there, okay, is there kind of a recovery time, a discovery time? Do you uh, does your team leaders kind of take you under their wing and say, okay, this is what we do and this is how we do it? Mm-hmm. Is, is there, you know, a cycle of learning there? Yeah. So, well, I would say that one of my, like, one of my immediate goals when I get there is to get to know my city. Like, I want to get to know Vancouver. I want to get to know her people. Um, there are 191 languages spoken in Vancouver. Say that one more time. 191 languages. 191 languages. a city of 6.2 million people. Okay. Um, so I want to get to know. I want to get to know all those people. I want, like, I have. Yes, I'm going to be working with Japanese people, and I have a lot of plans for that and a lot of ministry goals. But I want to get to know the layout of the land. I want to get to know the the spiritual condition of Vancouver. And so I know that a lot of our first month, our team leaders are going to guide us through that. Um, they have, like, I would say, if you want to work with any people group, Vancouver is a good location, is what I've heard. Um, and so our team leaders are going to maybe for this day going to send us. To to these, um, this group of missionaries who are working with the Arabian community, or they might send us with this group of people who are working with the um, people from Ethiopia. And so we're going to really, that first month there is going to be spent kind of discovering Vancouver and seeing what God is already doing before we go in and do what he wants to do through us. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to see what he's already doing there. You know, there's a lot of discussion about people coming to the United States. Now, this is in Canada. But still, the whole idea is after they're there, regardless of people agreeing or disagreeing about how they got there, they are there. Mm-hmm. Sharing the gospel with them is a mandate from God. And honestly, it's the best way to help them mm-hmm. become people that that would be friends 
with mm-hmm. with this Western civilization mm-hmm. that is now not all the Western civilization is good, but the basics of it that is good comes from a Judeo Christian ethic. And what a time and opportunity to share that, Brittany. And we're just excited. And you're going to make the pledge that when you're back visiting, you'll give me a call so yes, we can find out what's going yes, on. Again, uh, we're talking to Brittany Burkeen, and she's headed to Vancouver. And you're looking to help them uh, and, and say, man, I, I can't do it monthly, but make a one-time or you want to do it monthly, however you'd want to do it. You can contact her uh, at the Parsonage Foundation. 1650 Capolt uh, Road, Raymer, Tennessee. That's C-A-P-O-O-T-H Road, Raymer, Tennessee, 38367. Brittany, we're going to be praying for you, asking God to give you safety on your journey and give you success. Success is being faithful. So part of what we're praying is that success would be that you have that discipline and joy sharing Jesus. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here on American Family Radio. We pray that God would use you to carry out the mission that of sharing Jesus Christ with a world that desperately needs it. Thank you again for listening to Exploring Missions here on AFR.